1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his
1: friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, bat, Brett Boone. American League West this year going down kind of to the wire. You've got Houston who's been atop that division all year. They're in the wild card spot right now. you got Seattle who's had a great second half but are faltering a little bit right now. The Texas Rangers had their rough patch and now all of a sudden they're, they're starting to play really well again. DeGrom obviously early in the season, their big offseason acquisition went down. They went out, they got Scherzer, he went down. They're saying, oh, maybe he could pitch in the postseason. I I know the Max Scherzer type. If he can't pitch for the rest of the remainder of the regular season, I don't know that you can really count on him uh, in the postseason. Still, I think they're pretty deep uh, with Montgomery, who they got at the the trading deadline. Evalde, they're just getting back. Gray's done a great job for him. So they're pretty good. I think their bullpen is is pretty, as far as I'm looking at, pretty shaky. Probably – by far the best offense in the American League tell me how that's shaping up uh in your eyes down the stretch because I think there's four as far as the playoff race goes I think there's four teams for for those wild for those wild card spots. well I don't think there is it's Toronto Seattle Houston and Texas one of them's going to win the division but one of those teams and I think all four teams are really good one of those teams can't make it not room for all
0: yeah, I mean, it's amazing what a difference a manager makes. In Bruce Bochy, uh, I've never seen a team have more ups and downs. Than those guys, where it looked like they're going to run away with the West, look like they're not going to make the playoffs. Now it looks like they're going to win the division. <laughs> it really does. Uh, I'm surprised. they just came back from Houston. I'm surprised Houston uh, hasn't taken hold. I mean, they got swept by the Royals. You know, who would have thought that? Uh, yeah, that team's been beat up a lot. Yeah, I still think they make the playoffs. I, you know, Toronto's got all the talent. They've kind of underachieved, really. I think Seattle gets left home. You know, when they traded away their closer you know, to the Arizona Diamondbacks, I'm thinking, what are you guys doing? You're right there. They did the same thing a couple of years ago with the uh, uh, Kendall Graveman to Houston and in yeah. the playoffs. You know, you need those type of guys. So I think Seattle gets left behind. But, yeah, it's a great finishing week, particularly with Seattle and Texas in the, the season, playing four games against each other.
1: Yeah, another team I pay close attention to. And I just thought, well, as a player, to finish, they had three against Texas. They played start tonight. They got three with Houston and then finished four with Texas. As a player, obviously, we'd rather have the huge lead and already be in the playoffs, be the Dodgers, the Orioles right now. But to have that schedule in front of you as a player for the last 10 days, you completely control your own destiny. You don't have to count on anybody else. You win games and you get in. So far, it hasn't been too good for Seattle. They got whooped by Texas, and uh, you know they, they've got their work cut out for. It. But still, you hold the destiny. You got You got a uh, like you said, a team that's coming off um, getting beat by the Royals. Nobody expected the sweep there. So you got two teams kind of licking their wounds tonight. Seattle and Houston uh, facing off tonight. You got that big matchup, Verlander and and Castillo. It'll it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, over to the East <clears throat> Baltimore has been, uh, I thought at first it was a great story. Haven't heard of Baltimore in a long time. Tampa Bay, the, the unicorn of baseball that doesn't surprise me anymore. It's like they just year in and year out, keep churning that out. They're going to be in the postseason. but that American league East has changed, you know, since my time in the league, uh, where it was, everything was New York and Boston. And all of a sudden Boston, and New York are on the outside looking in, um, Fans out there aren't used to that. It's we're used to Sunday night baseball and it's it's Red Sox, Yankees. And all of a sudden it's not. Um, what do you think about those two franchises now? What they're going to have to do to kind of reboot? Because as as you know, uh, those teams, they don't accept. Well, we'll rebuild and we'll see in a few years. It's like, wait a minute. No, we expect this every year.
0: Yeah, I think it's the first time, what, nine years that both New York teams are left out. Uh you know, never in history have the two teams, Yankees and Mets, both finished in last place. doesn't look like it's going to happen, but they're teetering on it. Uh, in Boston, you know, Boston's weird. You know, they win the World Series, or they finish last. It's like there's no in between for those guys. But, yeah, I, you know, uh, with, with Baltimore, their uh, GM, Michael Elias, came from Houston. So when Houston completely tanked and lost, you know, 110, 111 games a year, then they built themselves a dynasty. I think Baltimore is going to do the same thing. I think the uh, AL East is going to run through Baltimore for the next eight or 10 years. They still have the top farm system. They got, got guys coming, you know, Matt Holliday's kids coming up uh, just tremendous young players too. They play the game hard. I told uh Andrew Henderson the other day, you know, when he had the Homer triple double lines, the ball in the uh, right field corner could have stopped at first base for a cycle. He hustled to second base. I love that. It's like, you know, who cares about the cycle individual stuff? I want to help my team win. And they were up eight to one. So they're filled with guys like that. They got a great uh, uh, clubhouse culture going on there.
1: Uh Yankees, what do you think? I mean, obviously I'm close to that. I see it. I watched that whole year, you know, the the three quarters of their their start rotation wasn't healthy for the entire year, but New York, you're, you're hearing a lot of stuff. Uh, you hear a lot of stuff about my brother. You hear about Cashman who's been there forever. has got five rings as a New York Yankee general manager. You see anything, you see any upheaval in New York or do you think status quo, they're going to move on and just kind of revamp.
0: I think status quo, uh, you know, I mean, first losing season, you know, main losing season, 25 years, uh you know you're a lot of mulligan they just signed you know brian cashman a big four-year contract and uh you know I, I think Aaron's safe. i think the way they played down the stretch with the young guys and i think he's embraced these young guys uh you know talent wise i had two different gms one bet me a state dinner they said this is spring training the yankees will not make the playoffs i said you're kidding he goes i just don't think they're good enough talent wise so i think just because it's new york you know people say, "Oh, they're always gonna be in the playoffs but, you know, when you had, uh, you know, Aaron Judge in for his, uh, you know, Radon not being there all year, you know, Donaldson going south, you know, just, you know, what are you going to do? So uh, I think it would be very unfair to, uh, you know, to touch Aaron. I think he goes in next season. Obviously in the hot seat, like a lot of guys are, but I, I really believe they keep him.
1: Uh, Chicago White Sox, uh, long-time Kenny Williams gets fired. Ah, uh, Reinstorf. reinsdorf has been in charge of that organization for a lot of years. Um, another one was High Bloom in Boston, uh, as far as general managers. Um, so, who do you think general manager wise, other than those two obvious, they've already been fired, or manager wise, biggest hot seat going in the off season, all of baseball?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think a uh, you know going in obviously. The teams expect to win. I mean, we we talked about you know Aaron. I think the young know, Yankees, yeah, yeah, that job's always a hot seat. Uh, Alex Cora, there be some focus on him. I think Heim Bloom did what they wanted. They wanted to cut payroll. They wanted to build the farm system. They also wanted to win the major level. He just couldn't do all three. I mean, if they if they wanted to, they could have signed Mookie Betts. It wasn't like hein Bloom says, "Hey, let's get rid rid of Mookie Betts. I don't care what you guys think." Kind of under, under orders to do so. Uh, Toronto certainly John Schneider I think will be on the hot seat you know going in uh, you know for, for next year but there'll be some openings you know we'll see what happens in Milwaukee Craig Councils last year he didn't want to talk contract extension he had talked one time about just stepping down for a year or two I think he's going to remain now but I think he wants to become the highest paid manager and right now that's you know Terry Francona and Francona's, you know leaving on i are going to have a big celebration for him Wednesday he's leaving uh, you know, that's DeBaker. We'll see what happens, uh, in, in Houston, whether he wants to, uh, you know, call it quits. Uh, you know, I don't see a bunch of other changes, you know, a, uh, Oh, in San Diego, uh, I'd be surprised if Bob Melvin, you know, doesn't, uh, uh, get fired or, or leaves on his own, but I think Melvin resurfaces somewhere else. Uh, he wants it. He wants to keep managing.
1: Go over to the NL a little bit. Braves are I, I look at this Braves team. I was out in, in Atlanta this year first series and, and watching, but I just keep in intent- touch. I mean, they don't have a weakness. I mean, they pitch. They, they've got a strong bullpen. Uh, obviously, the offense is, is setting records right now. But recently, too, and, and these guys have been quiet for me all year, and I haven't paid that much attention, maybe because I'm so used to them winning over the last six, seven, eight years, and that's the L.A. Dodgers. I watched them recently in a series with the Mariners, and it was like they came to town and it was like, you know, you, you, all these injuries with May and Goncelin and and the scandal recently uh, with Urias to be out of that starting rotation. You still got, you know, the first ballot Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw, doing it, but they're, they're managing his innings. But it seems like pitching-wise, it's kind of a patch job. They just kind of put together, they'll have an opener. They got a bullpen, got a bunch of guys' names I don't recognize. But this team's really good. Uh, tell me how that shapes up for you. Are Dodgers for real this year? Haven't, haven't had the fanfare. A year ago, they won 111 games. They're not having that caliber a year. But I think this team's better than people are talking about, the L.A. Dodgers.
0: It's amazing. You know, this year I picked the Padres. I said, I was kind of waffling back and forth. And now I say, I'm going to pick the Dodgers win the division as long as I'm alive. It's amazing what they do. This team, this team was very vulnerable. It was there for the taking. I think it's Dave Roberts' best job yet. I think just getting the NLCS might be a greater accomplishment than you know winning the World Series in the COVID year. Uh, like you said, that, that whole rotation uh, has been beat up. You know, no one's been around. You know, they lose uh, shortstop shortstop, uh in spring training. It uh, just shows you the depth and stuff. And uh, you know, people don't know these names. They come up and play hard. Uh, people had their chance, you know. Now they even spend money in the offseason. Now I think they'll spend money with it's Otani or, or somebody else, and I think they'll keep winning this division. I think this is like Atlanta, you know, back in the uh, John Cherholz, Bobby Cox days. I don't know if they get past Atlanta. I am. I think Atlanta's a little flawed still. You know that that rotation scares you. Charlie Morgan's out now for the first round. That bullpen can be shaky. They get hit, but you know how many teams just pummel. Pulling in the postseason offensively. Uh, I think in the national league, I think Milwaukee is my sleeper. I think Milwaukee could scare the, the death a lot of teams. Uh, certainly the top three pitchers i will take over anybody right now. But, yeah, it's amazing what the Dodgers have done. Uh, I don't think Dave Roberts gets nearly enough credit, and particularly this year when it would be so easy to go south. And they get guys, you know, they get guys that are you know, reincarnate guys, whether it's Jason Hayward, J.D. Martinez, it's unbelievable. You put that uniform to your different player.
1: I like the Milwaukee call because as a player, as a hitter, I love offense, but I know what shuts down good offense. That's dominant pitching and Milwaukee has it. You're right. Um, and and I always go into the postseason. They ask, Do you want a hitter? Do you want a pitcher? I'll take a number one or a number two every time over a big bat and, and especially in a short series because it'll always, if that, if that number one or that number two comes out has his good stuff, I don't care who's hitting. I don't care if you have the all-star lineup; they will shut him down. So I'm with you, and and I think you got to keep your eye on Milwaukee. And let's just let's just assume uh, Atlanta, L.A. Well, not assume; it's pretty much done. Uh, Atlanta, L.A., Milwaukee, and Philly are in the postseason on the National League side. You've got Arizona, Chicago, who as of now are in. Miami and Cincinnati on the outside looking in, is it going to finish up this way or could Miami sneak in or Cincy for that matter? I, I really don't think Cincy can, what's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think Cincy's done, I think mean, they're running out of gas and you know, you blew a nine run lead on uh Saturday night. Uh, that just, that can't happen and still expect to make the playoffs. Uh, Miami on the road, the last six games, uh, I think they got a chance to sneak in. But I think it's going to be the same way, uh, where Arizona's probably the fifth seed, Cubs the sixth seed. Uh, Arizona's got you know the two great pitchers in Gallon and Merrill Kelly, but I can't see they could get past the first round, but not the second. Uh, same thing with the Cubs. I I just can't see them going far. Philadelphia's short on pitching. You know the, the bullpen scares you, and then certainly you know after uh, Wheeler, uh, you know Nola's had his struggles this year. Uh, a drop off you know maybe ranger suarez is the number three guy uh i love philly i love going there for the playoffs but i just don't see them getting back to the world series this year i think it comes down to uh atlanta or milwaukee if the doggers make it it's unbelievable because you know
1: of all the stuff they've gone through take your business further with the smart and flexible american express business gold card You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card. Yeah, I think that's where the biggest difference for me in the American League and the National League is I think you're right. I think there's three teams, four at the most in the National League. But in the American League, you know, you, you them down any one of the six teams that gets in, I think, could be the pennant winner.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, uh, you know, Baltimore, you know, you, you don't know what you get from the starting rotation-wise. Uh, those guys have never been there before. Tampa's too bad. Tampa's had all the injuries. You know, the way they were going, looked like this is going to be the year they win their first World Series. But just decimated. Like every other guy has got, you know, Tommy John surgery. Uh, you know, Minnesota people don't talk about them. I don't see them going to World Series. But a couple of scouts here today say, watch. You know, they could be the Milwaukee in the National League because they do have pitching. You know, they need Correa to step up and uh, get hot in the postseason. So can't discount them. But, yeah, and the obviously we know about, you know, the power of Toronto, Texas. Uh, Seattle was a team a year ago. I thought it you know be a spoiler. Uh, they got some great starting pitching. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they don't seem as scary like they did a year ago.
1: Uh, last thing I want to touch on. People in St. Louis, we talk about great baseball cities, great baseball fans. Um St. Louis is not used to this year. It seems like every year St. Louis is at least knocking on the door, if not into the postseason. Uh, not really a Cardinal type year uh, that St. Louis has gone through. It's been a long time. Uh, they're going to finish in last place. What's the Cardinals got to do?
0: Well, they've been outspoken about they got to get pitching. I didn't like him from the get-go. I just thought they were counting on those five guys and as you know, shoot, you need eight or nine starters to start the season, and they didn't have that. Uh, tough season, tons of no shows, uh, and that's that is the best baseball city in the country. I mean, unbelievable. You go there for a seven o'clock game. There's fans outside at noon taking pictures of all the statues of the Hall of Famers there uh, partying. It's a it's a great great spot. So I think they'll go get three starters. I think they got to spend money. I think the Cardinals make you know about as much money as anybody. Particularly with that ballpark village, you know. Now Atlanta's got that battery, just a gold mine. So I think they go out there. I mean, I think they they got to be big after a guy like a uh, a Snell and, and those type of guys. I would bring back Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery's pitched great for Texas. Uh, I don't think they wanted to trade him in the first place. Uh, I would go bring back Montgomery too. That they got to get they got to get three stars to give themselves a chance. And uh, it's a shame because they be very good position players. Uh, particularly with no Renato and, and Paul Goldschmidt will probably have their own statues outside Bush stadium one day.
1: I got a question for you about, and this is something, uh, you know, somebody that's done this as long as you have. Uh, I, I was always curious as a player is through the years and you go into clubhouses and, and let's just take the, the, uh, the run that, that, the Atlanta Braves have been on the last four or five, six years. And you cover these guys year in and year out. Wow. They're good. Again, they're good. They're good. Is there a point where you walk into a clubhouse with a great team that's been on a great run and all of a sudden overnight, you just thought they got old. They're on the downslide. And, and what's that feeling like? Cause I've been on some great teams like that where we were good. We were good. And then all of a sudden I'd look around and be like, we're not as good as we were. And, we have similar players in the room. What's that like for, for somebody covering a, a ball club?
0: Yeah, I mean, a, uh, a lot of times you'll, you'll see it coming. You know, even those great Yankee teams, you saw it coming. It's coming yeah. One day, uh, those Red Sox teams with the Ortiz. And uh, I go a lie, just on the clubhouse feel. I, I really believe that's way underrated as far as just clubhouse chemistry. You can walk and spend some time in a clubhouse. You know, you know what? These guys have got it. These guys actually – are close knit. Uh, I go back to those, the Giants days when the Giants won in you know 2010, 12, 14. They never had the best team, but they had that best clubhouse environment. And uh, they won. They won a lot of years when they weren't supposed to. So I got, kind of go, you know, more for that. And uh, but it's tough watching that team get old, you know, watching a guy like a uh, you know a Miguel Cabrera, you know, the way he spayed out. I think everybody wants to have a storybook finish like Pullholes did last year. But it's just so hard for it to happen. You know, now we're seeing with the, uh, you know, Joey Votto in Cincinnati, you know, those type of guys, you know, Wainwright, obviously, in, in St. Louis and uh, stuff. And some guys want to play forever. Remember talking to Jim Tomey. He says, I'll play until all 30 teams, you know, won't give me a job, but I'm going to keep playing because I have so much fun doing it.
1: Fun topic. I saw this. Your son. uh is writing for is on the beat in Minnesota. What's that like as a dad? Obviously, you know, I, I know what it's like to, to be in the business in a different capacity, family wise. <clears throat> um, what advice do you give him when he was getting into it? And what are the phone calls? Like, does he ever ask pops for, for advice?
0: Yeah. We, we talk more now that they only not covers baseball, just about baseball stuff what do you think about this angle sort of thing, you know, he started off in Cincinnati coming the Reds uh, for almost five years and kind of asked for a, a better situation, you know, young team, uh, David Bell, you know, treat him great. Nick Rawl. It was just a fun atmosphere. I think it's fun to cover a small market team as your first job, you know, maybe all the way through, but particularly your first job, you know, much easier to get to know players. And, you know, my advice to him, is get to know everybody, sit down, and I'm talking about your notebook closed. Don't walk around always, everything's on the record. Make sure it's off the record and just get to know people. I I remember I was a, uh, when I broke in, I covered the Royals and those guys had, you know, George Brett, you know, Hal McCray was the best clubhouse guy I've been around, you know, Frank White, Willie Wilson, on and on. But it was like, you know, I remember Tracer Winglesby had told me, hey, when a guy makes a mistake or an error, just say it as a fact. Don't make a fun joke out of it, but hey, my second grader could have you know, made that play or something like that. Get to know guys. Uh, and I made a point too over the years, like the closer. Nobody talks of closer unless he blows a save, you know, like a field goal kicker. Hey, go, it's okay to compliment a guy. You know, hey, great save last night. Hey, great outing. Even individuals. I think sometimes people think, oh, just because he's a superstar making X kind of money, he doesn't want to hear praise. He does. So that's my advice to him, is just get to know everybody, whether, you know, clubbies, trainers and stuff. And uh, that's what I love about baseball. I mean, I like the game baseball very much, love the game, but I love the people in baseball. That's to me, that makes it fun. It's just the people.
1: Well, Bob Nightingale, I appreciate you coming on the Boone Podcast. A lot of fun catching up. Uh, one of the best to do it. And and I definitely appreciated our time uh, during my career, always running into you. And, and you were always more than fair to me. And uh I, I just appreciated our friendship and uh all the best going forward, best to your son. And uh it's gonna be an interesting postseason. For those of you watching or listening to the Boone podcast out there, I appreciate you stopping by and we'll see you next time. Twenty four hundred sports is an odyssey company.